I'm afraid. Don't be afraid. No. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Hello, horror fans. Welcome to Be Afraid, the horror podcast hosted by Steve and Steve. You can find us on Instagram at Be Afraid Horror Podcast. Today we'll be discussing the first sequel to the Halloween franchise, Halloween 2, which came out in 1981. It was, again, written and produced by John Carpenter, the legend. It was not directed by him, though. It was directed by Rick Rosenthal. He, uh, he actually directed another Halloween movie, which we'll talk about a few weeks in the, in the future, um, which both of us think is one of the worst movies in the franchise, if not the worst, Halloween Resurrection and Bad Boys as well, but not Bad Boys, Will Smith, and Martin Lawrence. Bad Boys as in the Sean Penn movie from the 80s. The plot of this movie is after failing to kill stubborn survivor Lori and taking a bullet or six from former psychiatrist Dr. Sam Loomis, Michael Myers has followed Lori to the Haddonfield Memorial Hospital where she has been admitted for Myers' attempt on her life. The Institution proves to be a particularly suited to serial killers, however, as Myers cuts, stabs, and slashes his way through hospital staff to reach his, fact, his favorite victim. So, we are going to be discussing this film today, which again stars Jamie Lee Curtis and Donald Pleasance reprising their roles as Dr. Loomis, as Laurie and Dr. Loomis, and it brings in Dick Warlock, who is a stunt coordinator. That's what he mainly does in films. He's done films like The Thing, Halloween 3, Friday Part 5, Pumpkinhead. Uh, both of the first Childs play sequels 2 and 3. So again, he started uh, he, he started as Michael Myers in this. And I just want to say, when I went in to see this movie again, I watched this movie for the first time this week in probably over a decade. And the, the good thing about that is that it's always nice seeing a movie that you don't remember quite well because it's like almost seeing it for the first time again. But I will say, I was telling Steve throughout the week that, again, like, I used to think that this was a pretty good sequel. After seeing it again, I I, I don't really believe that as much. Steve, ha how did you feel about the film? Um, yeah, I, I agree completely, except um, I never thought that um, it was any good. But... Um... I think this is one of the worst uh, movies I ever saw, and it's not like exaggerating because I like the first one so much or hyperbole. Like I'm not trying to make a point. It's um, like everything that I dislike about movies, uh, specifically sequels, this has, and that includes, but it's not limited to um, very contrived storylines. Um, for example, the Ben Tramer thing that I want to right from the beginning say I think it's the stupidest thing ever when. They confuse Michael for Ben Tramer, um, and then they waste all that time with, with that side storyline of them investigating the, the bird body, which I think is stupid because us as the audience, we know that it's not Ben Tramer, so it's just like a waste of time for, for everybody, the viewer, um, the people in there. Loomis even knows it's not him. And also, um, how, how the hell did that guy get a Michael Myers costume on the day that Michael Myers escaped and stole that costume from you know a mechanic and stole the mask from a Halloween shop? Uh, how's there already costumes about Michael Myers on the same day that that he he became a thing? You know, um, yeah, just a, a lot of really stupid and forced moments, and uh, the acting is just really bad and just doesn't doesn't feel like a continuation of the first one, which is what makes me the most mad is the fact that it it tries to say that it's a continuation of the first one, and not just that, it recaps the first movie in the beginning, uh, and it does it really inaccurately, like they switch some things up, 
And um, I, I just think that that has no place in a horror movie or any movie in general. That's more like a like a TV show thing where it's like, oh, last time on Halloween, and then they recap something. This is um, a horror movie. We, we don't want a recap of the first movie, especially because of how different the quality is from the first one going to this one. And they don't even do a good job transitioning it. Um, as soon as the recap the f of the first movie is over, it immediately feels like a whole different movie, like from the lighting to, like, the I guess the filter, just the, the camera work is just immediately you know that this is not John Carpenter behind the camera you, you know that this is an, an actual continuation of the first one it was never meant to be it's forced and a cash grab and just very uninspired and cheaply made and just no thought or or love was put into it and um the kills are I get it that they're more brutal and they were trying to be like well slashes at the time that became more brutal after uh, Friday the 13th came out but even considering that um, I think they're just a, a little too, too like comical. Like the the girl being um, stabbed with the scalpel from behind and then being risen to the air, which I thought was like basically them trying to redo the Bob kill, which was also a little unbelievable. Um, you know, pinning somebody against the wall with the kitchen knife, but it was just that that was a cool moment. Him him picking up the nurse from behind and then even the way he walks and sneaks up on people. Uh, the first kill I hated uh, how he just like jumps up. Um, and like sneaks up on the person it's like not something i could see michael doing like um uh, I, I know michael has a lot of cool personality traits that, that make him like you know mike uh, michael and why we love him but i wouldn't say michael is full of personality and like a lot of the kills in here just makes him look like a little like like not michael myers like um like him sneaking up on someone that i would that i think of more of like chucky like you know charles e ray and an in, in adult and an adult um whatever he's possessed the doll and he's sneaking up on people the way he does and and he shows his his personality and he takes pride in what he does like michael's more like a silent and you know quick and to the point and like killing people um just to kill the type of person he's not really like uh like yeah he makes shrines of him after but he's not like a stylistic killer like like chucky or all the other slashes that came out after so a lot of the kills just don't seem like something michael would do and um the walk is just so exaggerated, and now I know why the sequels later on um, had Michael always walking, and then it became like a trope that that gets made fun of a lot. How in slasher movies, um, the the uh, the killer's walking so slow, and somehow he still catches up to the person, or you know the person's running for their life, and the person's just and the killer's just walking super slow. That probably originated from this movie because it's it's really ridiculous how slow he walks, and in the first one he sped walk a couple times. Um, he never really only walked. Um, you see him running downstairs. You see him running across, um, or at least speed walking across from one house to the other. Michael didn't just walk. And, and I get it that he fell from a balcony and got shot, whatever, but he's not limping or anything. And the first one, he limps. This one, um, they don't pay attention to detail like that. Uh, the mask is horrible. Uh, Lori, you said that she stars in this, but she's in this just physically. She doesn't actually do anything, and it's been, like, reduced to a useless, like, pointless, you know, character that's just there doesn't even say a word doesn't react it's boring it's pointless um it's, it's just... almost like sorry to interrupt it's almost like her in the uh in the last one that came out like she's she's like top billing yeah yeah i, I don't get really how halloween kills much. could could um make the same mistakes because uh, i love halloween kills that's the only um other than the first one the sequel that i like but i agree with that completely and in halloween kills they did the same thing they had laurie in a hospital the whole time i i don't get why why they think that's something that we want to see. And I can't wrap my head around the fact, and, and I didn't know this until just now that you that you brought it up, I can't believe they bought back the director of, of this piece of garbage for Halloween Resurrections, which uh, explains a lot, because um, that's the other worst movie, but I'm not going to lie, I prefer watching Halloween Resurrection over Halloween 2. Um, 
but yeah, it is just pretty much this this movie never should have came out. I don't consider it a Halloween sequel. I don't I don't take the the canon uh, the storyline um, seriously as the continuation of the first one. Um, this movie doesn't exist to me, and um, yeah, they should be ashamed of themselves, honestly. Well, as much as it doesn't exist to Steve, it does exist. So you can <laughs> you can watch it. It's, it's possible. But, um, what was I going to say? Uh, the fun, like Dick Warlock. Um, like I say, he plays Myers. Uh, a, a couple things. Um, I'll, I'll get in that in a second. Um, yeah, that always shocked me too. Like the thing with the mask. Like I I understand like the Halloween mask exists. It's not like it's not like they're wearing a Michael Myers mask in the movie. That that because Michael Myers finds that mask in the store in the first movie. So again, like I don't know why that mask is supposed to be so popular. Like, yeah, and had it not not one person in the studio, not one actor, crew member, nobody stood up and said, "Hey, wait a minute, didn't Michael just you know make that costume today? How is there already a costume being mass produced for kids about him?" But did he did he make that mask or yeah? I, I thought I thought in the first one like uh, Bracken said like okay yeah he stole the mask, the but then but then the he mask. also had um like a mechanic uniform on though, so it's like a full yeah yeah it's a full Michael Myers getup. So even if the mask was a common one, it's still like the guy's dressed up like Michael Myers. Yeah, that's true. I, I just I, I always wonder like why that mask is so popular in the movie. Like it's obviously <laughs> not just like it's not a really it's not supposed to be like William Shatner. Yeah. But um, well, but Nick Castle he turned the role down to he turned the role of directing the film down because he uh I sorry uh he turned the role down of being Michael Myers because he just started his directing career at that point and again he wanted to get into that. That's when Warlock took over to play him. And Warlock ended up, uh, the way he got the role is that he just, he ended up going inside the director Rosenthal's office wearing the Myers mask. And he kept, uh, Rosenthal kept asking him who he was and what was he doing. And he just kind of sat there breathing and didn't respond. And that's why he was given the role. So (laughs) that's pretty interesting. That's funny. But, but, uh, yeah, so I, again, like he said, like, like Steve was just saying, he walks very slowly in this, this movie, and it doesn't seem like the original Michael Myers. And supposedly Warlock got pissed off about that because um, Hill and I guess it's kind of like um, Carpenter, although he wasn't really directing it, he had a lot of say about what was going on in the film because, again, Hill and Carpenter were both on set. It's kind of like we were talking about when we did Poltergeist a couple weeks ago, um, how Spielberg was on set a lot of the time. And he wasn't technically directing, but he was in some ways. So, um, so Warlock kept walking up to Deborah Hill, going, "Am I doing all right? Am I doing okay?" And she kept telling him that he's doing a great job. And then when the movie came out, um, Deborah Hill said in an interview that Warlock is no Michael Myers. He can't. He wasn't walking and doing the same things that Nick Castle does. Like, like, like he wasn't doing it the same way that he was doing it. And Warlock got pissed off. He's like, "Hey, I, I was looking for help." And you just kind of shooed me off and said I was doing a good job, and then I got pissed at her. But yeah, you can't uh, blame him for that. Um, and and I, I can't believe Deborah Hill and John Carpenter um, were on set for this. That, that's just crazy to me. And it seems to me like that maybe they wanted to sabotage their own movie, or or they didn't care much for it. Uh, I know John Carpenter obviously, um, you know, he, he'll openly say he likes collecting paychecks for this, but I just can't see him being there and this movie come out the way it did. So it, I, um, I'd like to know more of what happened behind the scenes. Maybe they didn't listen to him or something, or he didn't have as much power as we think he did, but I just can't believe him and Deborah Hill were on set for this. But yeah, it's not Dick Warlock's fault if he was, you know, if he was asking for help and they were telling him he was doing right and, you know, he was doing what he was told. 
Well, that's also one of the reasons, like you just mentioned, like it, this movie turned out to be about paycheck. And again, like the first one was not. So again, like I said, I think that hurt this movie as well. Um, again, they, they, they came up to Carpenter and they asked him to help make the sequel and him and Hill didn't really want to make a sequel, but they paid up a lot more than they did in the first one to even write it. So he goes, all right, whatever, I'll, I'll make it. And while making it, while, while writing it and then being on set, Carpenter's idea was that the movie's going to make money if it started taking from Friday the 13th, which every movie, 1981, and if you guys don't know, is known as the year's slasher movie. You had, uh, you had this, you had, I believe, The Burning, you had, um, you had Happy Birthday to Me, you had, uh, I'm trying to think, the other ones, you had um, My Bloody Valentine, you had Just Before Dawn, you had a bunch of other movies. This is like the, 1981 is pretty much like, you can compare it to the 1996 NBA draft. It's just like by far the biggest one. Uh, so again, all those movies were taking stuff from Friday the 13th, which came out a year before. So when Rosenthal made the movie, he didn't make it that bloody. He, he made it kind of slower paced, but Carpenter was there on set going, no, we need more gallons and gallons of fake blood to be used. We need more gore. And you can see all this stuff like, like Steve just mentioned, like the, the burning body scene when it's, what, I forgot the guy's name. What was his name? Ben Tramer. Ben Tramer, when he's hit by the, uh, by the car in the beginning. Completely out of you, place in this movie. It doesn't belong yeah, in this movie, something like that. Come on. And, and you're right. Like I said, like, as the audience, we know that he's not Michael Myers. So why do they keep showing us, like, showing them trying to figure it out? Yeah. But, but like, even at the burning body, like, you see his skeleton. You see them, uh, again, checking out the dead body. The, the, I'll give the one scene that I always remember from this movie, even though I haven't seen it in so long... And sometimes I confuse it with uh, with Friday Thirteenth Part Four because of the whole hospital setting, but it's a hot tub scene. And I, for some reason, I always like that scene. That scene I still like it, and, and and it's always stuck in my head. And you you, you know the scene I'm talking about, right, Steve? Yeah, I, I mean I like it because the the girl's nude, but other than that, um, it, I think it's pretty dumb how he sneaks up on that guy. And then strangles him, and, and he doesn't make a noise, and she doesn't hear anything. But um, it definitely is the most memorable part of um, the movie. And I'm not trying to be funny about her being nude. It's just yeah. um, the most memorable kill. And then you know, just like the the dead, the burnt dead body. Uh, I think that was an, as an excuse just to uh, show uh, cool makeup and prosthetic effects, or whatever. Uh, this was just a ex uh, good excuse to have a girl uh, nude in a bathtub and then, you know, kill her in, in a cool Friday the 13th-like way. But again, I, I just can't see Michael doing that. I like him just strangling people and stabbing. Yeah. Uh, again, like, he does that one stab that you don't like in the movie with, with, with the scalpel. Yeah. And again, but, uh, and th there's also the scene with the, uh, I, I, again, like, I forgot about the scene, but the kid going to the hospital with the, uh, obviously ate a razor and candy or something on Halloween. Yeah. And that was, obviously, that, that was something big when we were kids. It was like, I guess that's so big now. I don't know. You know what's funny? I don't know if it's just my town. I don't see kids doing much trick-or-treating, like, in the last few years. Yeah, I think it died down a lot. Yeah, like, in my town when we were kids, like, it used to be nonstop. There'd be dozens and dozens and dozens of kids on every single block. But, yeah, they um, do it for a shorter amount of time, too, now. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's just, again, we... We, we live in a different world now. I, again, there's different views on stuff. I, 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 maybe people feel safer not having their kids go out and go to different people's houses and stuff. I, I don't know what it is. 
But uh, all I know is that that was one thing I loved. I think that's something that most kids love growing up and doing the trick or treating. Yeah, I'll, I'll give that, um, um, I'll give that points because I like I like the parts that that remind you that it's Halloween. Because uh, other than that, um, there's not that many reminders that this takes place on Halloween, and that's one of my favorite things about the first one. That I think a lot of the movies later on, um, kind of like it got lost, um, was the the Halloween factor. Like it becomes just about Michael, but um, a lot of what made the first movie great was the Halloween spirit. So, for Halloween too, that part with the razor, I think that's a pretty clever way of like, um, you know, showing Halloween in 1981. Yeah, and well, the, the thing with that scene too is I think it was put. They said it was put into it because it was obviously Halloween three, which we'll discuss next time. Is uh, is the Halloween movies were each supposed to be a. Um, it's supposed to be each one was supposed to be going. It's supposed to be like an anthology series, and each one's supposed to be about a different topic. So Halloween three, if that was successful, there would be no more Michael Myers. I wish it was. And they, and, and they were planning on yeah, Halloween three is a great movie. Yeah. Um, in in both of our opinions, some people it, it, Halloween three is kind of like um, I want to say it's kind of like it's the odd one out. It's like Wes Craven's new nightmare. It's like uh, Jason goes to hell. And mm-hmm. I, I like all I like all three of those movies. Um, probably Jason Goes to Hell is my least favorite out of the three, but I still like it a lot. And but again, people want to see more of Jason, so that that's why that didn't really work out too well. But yeah, so that movie, one of the later on Halloweens, was supposed to be about the razor blades and candy and stuff like that. So that was like a sneak peek into that. But again, like I said, if you ask me about Halloween two, I'd pretty much say it's a Wanna be Friday Thirteenth Part Two <laughs> in a hospital? <laughs> yes. And again, like I said, so I, again, it, 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 it gives you. A, I, I wanted the the movie that was most responsible. Obviously, Halloween is very responsible for all these slasher flicks. But the movie that 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 the formula was followed the most would, for all these movies that came out like 1981 and later would probably be all taken from Friday Thirteenth Part Two. Again, like this did the same thing. It it it's teen dying after teen dying after teen dying, and it's it's up the body count, up the gore, and again, that's not really like Friday Thirteenth. The original one had some cool kills in it and some cool effects. Um, I think the girl in Friday Thirteenth Part One was like hitting that in the face with an axe, and like in order to make it seem like a real axe, it wasn't. But they had the, the they had the axe swing back and hit a lamp, so it makes that sound that that makes you know that it's a real axe. But obviously the axe that hits her isn't real. But um, but again, I think that a lot of these movies, like Prom Night, not not, not Prom Night because Prom Night came out first, but Sleepaway Camp and My Bloody Valentine and all that stuff, Intruder, all that stuff, um, uh, Slumber Party Massacres, I think all that stuff pretty much, and, and Halloween too. All this stuff pretty much took from Friday the 13th Part 2. But, uh, and I'd yeah, say, then, um, sorry, continue. No, no, I would say I said, but there were some like again, like some cool up close shots. Again, like I know it's not strangling and knives, but like that uh, that scene with the with the um, with the needle going to the nurse's temple. Yeah, that was pretty creepy, especially yeah, if, you, yeah. if you have a needle phobia, which a lot of people do. But um, yeah. I, was, I was gonna say um, all those movies that you listed that um, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two inspired, um, those are a better fit for that style of kills and. I would say it didn't hold those movies back that much. I said last week's episode that what made Halloween great was was the suspense and the lo- slow buildup and just everything I had going on the first movie is why it was great. And then the other ones should have either uh, not existed or maybe just copied it and like you know switched it up a little tiny bit. But 
switching Halloween to just whatever's in at the moment is just never going to work. Um, and I, I didn't bring this up as an example last week, but another example is um, Halloween Resurrection um, was trying to capitalize on Blair Witch Project and the internet co uh, coming up and, you know, live streaming, which is pretty ahead of its time. I'm not going to lie, but um, uh, they even plan on calling it Michael Myers or, yeah, MichaelMyers.com was originally supposed to be the name for Halloween Resurrection. So that was clearly them trying to, like, capitalize on, on you know, the internet and, and Blair Witch Project and found footage at that time. Uh, this was them trying to be, like, Friday the 13th, and it just doesn't go with Michael at all. Um, it, again, those kills just show too much, like, personality and too much, like, um, like just, like, stuff that if you watch the first movie, when, when you see the way Michael kills, that he's just, like, pretty much sees something and he just has to destroy it immediately at any means, uh, strangling it, stabbing it. Whatever way, um, he's not gonna waste his time hiding somewhere, sneaking up on people, popping up, jumping. He does a lot of jumping in this one. Um, just like he, way too creative, and then that just takes away from everything that that's great about the the original Michael Myers, because this isn't Michael Myers. This is like a, a fake Michael Myers to me. And um, yeah, like I said before, the the transition is really like off-putting. Like it's just so obvious that it's not the same movie when they try to connect them. Um, so and it's easier. For me to pretend this doesn't exist and i'm glad that halloween kills came out because that's what i look at as a continuation of it and i even made a video on instagram where i transitioned the end of halloween 1978 to halloween kills and it transitions perfectly into uh, the same tone um like you would think maybe john carpenter made it i know he was on set for that one too and gave um danny mcbride and um i forgot the director's name but yeah he gave him point pointers for it too and that 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 came out perfectly like the original so um and and my in my eyes, Halloween Kills is what happened after Halloween, not not um, this one. The yeah, 1978 yeah. flashback, that is. Mm -hmm. Like I said, again, it, it's crazy how many different timelines that Halloween has. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, I, I tried breaking this. I, I don't know if I said this before on the, on the episodes before, but I tried to break down this. Um, I had a young employee that worked for me that was like kind of interested in why I was so interested in horror. And she walks up to me and she goes like, what are you looking at? I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm looking at like this Halloween vibe movie or whatever. She's like, oh, how does that like, w how does Halloween one lead up to that? I'm like, well, it doesn't. And like, I had to break it down. I was like, I, I, I had to take out a piece of paper and break down like four, four timelines. You have like the original timeline, then you have the, uh, the Thorn trilogy. Now you have the, um, you have the new three movies that just came out. You have the Rob Zombie films. I'm like, none of these are really connected except like the ones on each timeline. But uh, but again, there's so many movies because it just became just like Friday, just like Nightmare. And of course, it's a business. So it became a cash crop. And again, like, I mean, there's literally a novel out there for Halloween 2, the, like the Halloween 2, the book. Like who sits there? Like, again, I... I don't know. Maybe our audience does. So I don't want to knock you guys, but like, I'm not gonna sit there and read Halloween to the book. <laughs> but uh, but maybe maybe some of you do. So don't get mad at me. I'm not knocking it to to, to each their own. And again, we'll, we'll talk about Halloween Five at some point later too. But like, this movie just became like when they brought Halloween Four back. Which again, talk about that later too. Ha ha Halloween Four is something that I really like. And but Halloween Five came out, and it's just like Nightmare on Elm Street Five. Like. Halloween 4, they made money off of. So, less than a year later, how, maybe a year later, Halloween 5 came out. It's the same thing, 88 and 89. 1988, 89, Halloween did that, and the same year as Nightmare on Elm Street did that. In fact, Nightmare on Elm Street did it, and they did it, the movies were released less than 12 months apart, which is crazy. Like, you, you don't really normally see something like that. 
Yeah, and um, also him walking so slow is a perfect representation of the movie as a whole because the whole movie is just so slow and boring and like just get to the point already and just drags on and it's just so painful to get through just like watching him walk um and and again also with the theme of of the overall movie changing uh too much up from you know and missing the point from the original him walking slow like i i get why they thought that because uh, in the first one he walks slow sometimes so they just went all the way with it like all right michael only walks like somebody must have uh, missed the parts where where he walks faster and then the most stupidest change that they made um, which again, this movie set the standard for. I, I would say this movie is why uh, Randy and Scream Two says um, sequels suck. Sequels suck in the in the film class discussion they were having about sequels. Uh, this set the standard for why sequels suck. But um, yeah, one of the stupidest things they do, the dumbest change they make is saying that Laurie is her brother. It's like, come on, man, go fuck yourself. That's just so forced and contrived and like reaching for the bottom of the barrel. And I can't believe it was actually John Carpenter's idea, but. Um, it's just the stupidest thing ever, and it's just the ultimate epitome of, of what, like, bad sequels are. Just, like, trying to, like, reach for something that was never there, explaining something that we never wanted to explain, just uh, making something up just so just so people could go home and talk about, like, oh, check out Halloween 2. We find out a big secret about the first one. Like, no, it's, it's stupid, and it should have never happened. I'm glad, just like uh, this movie, was completely de- deleted from the, the storyline. Yeah, I, I think you just, like... I think you hate this timeline too because like you don't like this one again i don't like this one either i don't hate it as much as you do but i don't like it but like and then halloween 8 is part of this timeline and halloween 7 also oh yeah yeah i don't like those yeah yeah but uh yeah no so uh yeah i, I found it there, there were some things like pretty unbelievable but, like again everything in this movie is very believable no i'm just joking but like <laughs> uh but i'm i'm watching it. probably the most unbelievable thing in it is that you have laurie there and at the end, she shoots, uh, again, talk about shooting. I also learned that when the movie, the original movie, obviously he shoots Michael six times, and this one it's seven. So, again, oh, wow. that's just being a movie nerd. No, yeah, that's, but, that's dumb. Uh, not having, that's a continuity error, which this movie yeah, has yeah. a lot of. And, yeah, yeah, but again, about shooting, like, Lori at the end, she shoots him twice and directly in each eye. Like I said, there's no way she's got that good of a name. That's all <laughs> bullshit. But, like... Like, I'm watching it. I, I didn't even think about that until watching it this time. Like, I'm like, I, I couldn't even shoot, like, a, a freaking 5x5 five five cardboard cutout in front of me, five feet away from me. Yeah, let's talk about that scene. Because that, that scene I thought was is one of the ones I had the most problem with. And uh, forgive me, let me know if I'm uh, stepping out of line here. Like, I don't want to be the Michael Myers characteristic gatekeeper here saying Michael wouldn't do this, Michael wouldn't do that. But it, doesn't he look so stupid when he's banging on the door? Like, why would Michael do that? And then when, when she shoots him in the eye and he just starts slashing around everywhere blindly, and like, what is he trying to do? Why would he do that? Why would he do it for so long? And, like, a lot of the scenes in the movie, it just drags. We're just watching Michael there standing there slashing around, like, at nothing. It's like, what is he trying to accomplish doing that? It's just a lot of stupid scenes that just drag on for way too long. And uh, I'm sorry, but Michael would not, would not bang on the door that way. And then they had to exaggerate because a lot of the things, it's – Again, the, the things that sequels do a lot is just they do something from the first one, they completely miss the point, and then they just exaggerate it for this one. Um, one of them was, the one, the, one of the best scenes in the first movie was him breaking through the closet door or breaking through the kitchen door to unlock the, the door from the other side. This one, they completely exaggerate it, and his whole body breaks through a door. Like, come on, that's, that's just too much. It's like, bigger isn't always better. Uh, and I know that's what John Carpenter was trying to tell them. Oh, these slasher movies are doing this, this, and that. But he sabotages his own movie with that. 
Yeah, like I said, I just don't think Carpenter cared about the film. Like yeah. I said, I think he was. I think he was happy about the first film, and he came back just to make some money. Like he was already, he was working on the thing. He's working on Escape from New York. Like he's doing other projects that he's more interested in. Mm-hmm. And he just said, "All right." He he said in interviews before. He's like, he's like, this movie shit. But guess what? I get paychecks all the time from it. <laughs> so like he, he says uh, he says that about his other movies. About yeah, like his other Halloween movies, but yeah, yeah. And again, but you I, agree, I can't blame him. You agree though that that Michael's um, not only it doesn't look like him, like the mask is horrible, but it's just he doesn't act like him. He doesn't walk like him. He he doesn't fall like him. Like I know that's nitpicking and like yeah. really reaching, but all his mannerisms just aren't like Michael. Yeah, but that that's the same with the Friday Thirteenth films. Like each each Jason's different. Yeah, that's true. Uh, okay, but but yeah, uh, they, they should have just kept him the way he was in the first one. They 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 took too many liberties yeah. with this one and. Well, the, the and, mask is actually the same mask from the first one. Yeah. It's, uh, so but it doesn't fault. look like the same because uh, Nick Castle would keep it in his backpack during shoots and Deborah Hill would, uh, she kept it under her bed for until the filming of part two. So that was like three years later. But when she kept it under her bed, she was a heavy smoker. So it gained a, a yellowish color on it. And again, um, after they were done with the movie, they gave the mask and other props to Dick Warlock. So after they were done shooting, they gave all that to him, and they didn't think there would be another movie with Michael Myers, so they didn't think they would still need the mask, and that's why they used different masks later on. But uh, when they came back and did part four and they brought him back in, the producers since then, they never gave any props out to the cast and crew again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, but, uh, and that's another compliment I'll give it. Um, I hate the mask, but in some camera angles, it did look a little creepy. Um, the, like, they're... This whole movie didn't invoke any emotions for me at all, except for, like, irritation. But the one time I felt a little, like, unsettled was um, the part when Michael was walking down the stairs. Well, I mean, he's walking the whole time, but when he's walking down the stairs uh, in the hospital, the camera angle I thought was pretty cool, and, and he actually looked pretty creepy there. If, if I could, like, try to find a compliment for this, is that the, the mask looks good in certain angles when he's walking. And um, well, and, I, and um, Carpenter was on to something when making the third one, uh, trying to start it being an anthology because he, he knew that this was done. They were they were going to beat a dead horse, and they already did with this one. So he was thinking ahead, and, and he had the right idea, and I wished out that that ended up being a thing. And they still could do that because after this Halloween timeline is finally done, um, I don't think they should reboot it anymore. Um, they should maybe do an anthology again or a whole new Michael, but that's something we'll get into when we talk about kills and, and ends. Well, I, I walked by again. I was by another coworker the other day, and like, she goes, "Oh, are, are you psyched for October 14th? They're like, they're finally gonna kill Michael Myers. It's gonna end." I'm like, you realize like it's not like they're gonna keep making money. They're gonna keep making movies. It's not ending. Yeah. But so so it's gonna come out again. But uh, I found it weird in this movie also that like, Lee Bracket, when he finds out that his daughter died, your beautiful Annie. Yes. They uh, <laughs> it didn't seem like he was at like concerned like when it happened like he wasn't like stunned or anything he just like let's get in the car <laughs> and like and like i'm like that that's a pretty he must not love his father his daughter that that much i don't know yeah i mean even but, the um, first one he was a horrible father like there's a killer going out uh, i mean i know he's working <laughs> but he should have told annie like hey stay in tonight you know you're you're, you're grounded there's a killer out there <laughs> yeah yeah uh a couple interesting things about this film um again i feel like i feel like the chasing at the end like before I get into uh, a couple of the um, l- little things I saw, it, the, the chasing at the end, it was, uh, it reminded me when she's being chased by him at the end because it's just, again, she just keeps barely escaping and she just makes it to the elevator, which is like, um, 
how Helen made it into the into the dumb waiter inside the store and I know we did last summer. Yeah. Again, it kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Yeah, and um, th- that was a cool remix to the theme song too. That that whole ending part. Um, they play the song for like a good. Am- I think the whole time that he's walking after her. Um, like it's like a different version of the Halloween theme. That it wasn't that bad. Yeah. No. Again, like again, there's a couple of redeeming qualities about the film. Yeah. But, well, um, and then my favorite part of the first one, Doctor Loomis, and this, he still has some pretty interesting lines, but also was reduced to like nothing. And um, the way Michael stabs him and slashes him at the end, it, it just looks so stupid, honestly. And then um, he sacrifices himself to kill Michael, but they bring him back, right? He he comes back. Yeah, he's in all the. He's in one, two, four, five, and six. Yeah, he's typical again, se- like four, sequels contrived. It's, it's... No, but four, five, and six is a different storyline. Okay. So so he could still die in this one. Four, five, and six is a Thorn trilogy. Uh, so again, it makes sense that he dies in this one. But uh, Donald Sutherland still needed a paycheck, you know. Yeah, yeah. The six, other six. ones, um, I I've only watched once growing up. And then, like, I didn't. Oh really wait, hold, hold up! Uh, I just said Donald Sutherland. I just want to tell you guys, I meant Donald Pleasant. Sorry, I, I, <laughs> Sutherland. I, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, um, the the first, um, no, the, the other sequels, I don't, I, I don't remember that well. Um, I just remember not liking them, and that's why I never checked them out again. But that's that's crazy that it's not the same timeline because um, I could have sworn the fir- the fourth one, uh, Donald had like a burned. Wasn't he like burned in his face? I honestly don't remember. Yeah, I, I think it is the same timeline, but what? Maybe, maybe I don't know. Yeah, but whatever it is, um, maybe it's the same timeline but a different focus. Yeah, yeah, I just don't remember those movies that well. This one's the one I remember uh, the the best, just because of um, the fact that it's supposed to be a continuation of, of the first one. So naturally, um, you know, I checked it out. Uh, I mean, I checked them all out, but uh, naturally, this one really pissed me off because it tried acting like it was a continuation of the first one. And this one's memorable for how bad it is. The other ones, I'd say, are at least have something going on for them. Like, even if they're bad, they're their own thing. This one tries to pretend it's the first one or like a continuation of it. And I'm just not buying it. It's phony. Well, I'll say, like, ha- Halloween 4, I like, because, again, it's. Uh, well, again, I'm not going to go too far into this discussion with this stuff because we're going to talk about it next week. But, like, Halloween 4 to me was like. Halloween, but on steroids. It was just bigger. Like the, the the kills were more in your face. Um, again, it was gorier. It was again, like I said, it, it just seemed like um, I like Halloween better. But Halloween four was just upping the intensity and stuff of Halloween one. And the Halloween five, like I said, came out right after. And a lot of people call Halloween five like Michael Myers playing with farm tools because he <laughs> just kills these kids with, with farm tools and stuff. But uh, but. Again, a couple interesting things about this film. Uh, Dana Carvey, who is, if, if you don't know him, he's from SNL. He was uh, Garth from Wayne's World. He, he was also, what's that movie that I hate that my brother talks about sometimes? Master uh, of Disguise? From, yeah, Master of Disguise. I hate stupid. that. I remember specifically hating the commercial growing up. Yeah, yeah turtle, turtle, turtle. Yeah, they played but, that so yeah. many times on Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah, but like that movie sucks. But, but Wayne's World's a classic. And he's also in a great movie called Trapped in Paradise. But, uh... But There's again, a lot of good movies. Yeah, Dana Carvey. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of the other stuff, but like, um, but he's also again he makes a brief appearance in this movie in the beginning, and this is also the only film that they that ends on November first. All the other films like end on Halloween night, so this is the only Halloween film in the franchise that actually ends on November first. Oh wow, which I thought was interesting. 
Yeah. But, uh, no, yeah, I'm looking up. Dana Carvey doesn't have that good of movies. But he, he was great yeah, on SNL, it, though. If you haven't seen Trapped in Paradise, it's with him, Nick Cage, and John Lovitz. They're three, three idiotic brother bank robbers who rob a bank, and then they, they just can't get out of the town. And everyone in the town loves them. And they don't know that they're wearing masks while they rob the bank, so they don't know that they rob the bank. But they just can't get out, and everyone in the town just loves them, and they uh, they end up uh, doing the right thing at the end and giving the money back and stuff. But like again, check it out, classic. I love John Lovitz. But, uh, high high school I high. Know, he's yeah, high school high. My brother was just telling his girlfriend about that movie the other day, and she she was like she was like I don't know what that is. And they were both eighteen in nineteen ninety eight, or that movie came out in nineteen ninety six, I think. Yep. So there were 16, and my brother's like, how do you not know what that movie is? <laughs> so he showed her like the first five minutes of the movie where uh, the opening scene where John Lovitz is pulling up to the high school, and she was cracking up, and now they want to borrow the DVD from me, but that's one of the few movies that I don't own. So good. But, you know, it's a classic. Um, yeah, that's, um, that's one of those movies that uh, at the beginning of, of a lot of VHS tapes in the 90s had the trailer for it, and I, I never skipped it. I always watched the trailer for it, and I, and I miss those days, the trailers in the beginning. No, no, that movie is cl- yeah. That's a again talk about underrated movies. Yeah, for those that who uh, don't know, it's a parody. It's a spoof on Dangerous Minds and um, uh, I guess like Goodwill Hunting, like movies like that. Lean on me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I forgot the name of the movie with um, what's his name? Edward James almost. Mm-hmm. It's in the movie where he's like, I gotta reach these kids. Um, yeah. The that not, movie. Oh, uh, not Dangerous Minds. No, D- Dangerous Minds with Michelle Pfeiffer, again, another classic. He's yeah. in the movie, uh, hold on, uh, what's this movie? Uh, there are people listening to us right now going, Stand and Deliver. I remember this. Stand Deliver, yep. yep. Stand and Deliver. So again, it's just like, it, it's kind of like what, uh, kind of like what Don't Be a Mess South Central while drinking your juice in the hood mm-hmm. did for Menace of Society and um, Boys in the Hood. Yeah, that's a great yeah, effort, yep. yep. But again, like, um... Well, I want to get into something, too, be- before we wrap up in a little bit. There's something called the Halloween 2 murders. Uh, I'm going I'm to describe the story, the case of what happened. Um, I'm gonna, I, I copied it the other day from the internet so I could say exactly what happened. Um, here it is, the Halloween 2 murders. An incident with minor connections to the film heightened attitudes about the potent effect of media violence on young people. On December 7th, 1982, Richard Delmer Boyer of El Monte, California murdered Francis and Eileen Harbitz, an elderly couple in Fullerton, California, leading to the trial, uh, the trial of People versus Boyer. The couple were stabbed 43 times by Boyer. According to the trial transcript, Boyer's defense was that he suffered from hallucinations in the Harbitz residence brought on by the, by the movie Halloween 2 which the defendant has seen under the influence of PCP, marijuana, and alcohol. The film was played for the jury, and it was uh, pointed out that various similarities between its scenes and the, and the vision defendant, the, the defendant described. Uh, Boyer was found guilty and sentenced to death. So again, they pretty much blamed these murders on the, on the movie. And that just reminded me of just people blame stuff on media, which again, like... I, I'm not saying it's not true, like, maybe the media has some effect in it, but it, it's like, I, I think on Beavis and Butt-Ed, um, someone lit a kid on fire because he was watching Beavis and Butt-Ed and thought they could do that or whatever it was, yeah. if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. There were uh, Twisted Sister, um, they thought that there was 
all these satanic lyrics and whatever inside their albums. So Dee Snider went on trial and fought um, Alan Tipper Gore about it. Yeah, he made um, them look like complete assholes. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's a great them. video. Yep. They, they definitely thought the Twisted, they, they definitely thought that Dee Snider, who was the lead singer of Twisted Sister, was an idiot. Yeah. And he went in there and he just schooled Al Gore. He, he was talking back to them and they clearly didn't know what to say. Yeah, they, they didn't know what they were not expecting him to come in like that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing with video games like Grand Theft Auto and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. but again, it's still happening to this day. The media, um, uh, video games, movies, music still gets blamed for for stupid crap. Yeah, I'm not saying it doesn't have anything to do with it, but you know, it's also again like people are mentally ill. Yeah. Like, okay, are you going to take away all forms of entertainment? You, you, you can find dangerous stuff in almost everything. Exactly. You, you, you're going to take away all. You can't show the Power Rangers now. Like that, <laughs> but uh, it's freaking ridiculous. Um, like let. Like we said, like I'll probably give this movie like, I don't know, like a three out of ten. It's not a great movie. It's uh, not the worst Halloween movie, but definitely towards the worst part on the timeline. Um, what, so, anything else you want to say about the movie, Steve? Uh, yeah, I agree. Three out of ten. Um, the characters were just so boring. Um, this is the ultimate example of what we talked about—just bodies—and and that's sad that it even includes. Um, Lori Strode as one of them, because Lori's like one of the coolest characters ever, not just one of the coolest final girls, but just one of the coolest characters. And they they reduced her to you know whatever the hell she was in this. Um, yeah, I don't take this movie seriously, and I I don't consider it like Halloween two. Um, Halloween two never came out of my eyes, and um, yeah, the, this how slow and how boring it is is really the biggest offense I think, because I could have overlooked a lot of the stuff if it was at least uh, fast and like the kills were cool. And, like, if I cared about the characters, like, for example, that security guard kill in the beginning took, like, 20 minutes of just build-up. And, like, the whole time I'm just thinking, I don't care if this guy dies at all. Um, you know, it's waste a lot of time building up to nothing, you know? N- nothing comes out of this movie. Um, yeah, last thing I want to say is if you, if part of your Halloween tradition is to watch this as soon as the first one is over, uh, don't do that anymore because... You're kind of insulting the first movie, and you're missing the point of what made the first one great. Like, if you like it, that's great. More power to you, but just, I don't think it should be taken seriously as what happened after Halloween one. Like, you could keep you could keep that up as your tradition, but don't don't preach that. Hey, did you ever see what happened after Halloween one? Check out two. Like, no, that that's not that's not a thing. That didn't happen. So, yeah, this movie sucks. Piece of trash. <laughs> you ever see Norbit? Norbit? Yeah, I think it's better than. I, oh, another thing I want to say. Yeah, I want to say. Movies that get a lot of hate that are better than this in horror. Um, Seed of Chucky, Leprechaun in the Hood, and um, yeah, just every any uh, Freddy Friday uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two, uh, Friday the Thirteenth, Jason Goes to Manhattan, all, all those sequels that get a bad rep. Um, those are masterpieces compared to this. Yeah, you, you just have. I'm sorry, you just have me thinking, Norbert. When you said that, like how this movie never came out, it, do, it doesn't exist. Oh, I, mean, <laughs> I thought you were trying you, to say, oh, you, you think that's bad? Watch Norbit. No, no, no. no Norbit's amazing. No, Norbit is an Eddie Murphy top three movie. You got you yeah. got Trading Places, Bowfinger, Norbit. Mm-hmm. But like, the, there's one scene where he plays Rasputia, and she's, she's cheating on Norbit, and Norbit's like, "What's going on here?" And she just stands up and goes, "It never happened. It never happened." Yes, that's how I feel. <laughs> like, yep, when this was done, I was like, "It never happened. It never." Oh, and I. And I didn't like the end credit song either, the Sandman. I love that song. Yeah, and I like, do. Again, but just like that Ben Tramer explosion from a Michael Bay movie, I just think it's out of out of place in a Halloween movie. If you remember that, they use that in the opening of Halloween Seven too. 
Yeah, yep. Of, of H2O. My other favorite. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> and yeah, the I think you're right. I do hate this timeline. <laughs> well, it's funny because when we, when we talk about Halloween H2O, Steve, Steve hates it, and I actually like it a lot. So that, that should be a fun episode to do. But, yeah, well, um, better than this, though. Uh, uh, and yeah. one more thing I want to say. Uh, this movie made me appreciate H2O. It made me appreciate the other sequels. And it made me love the uh, Halloween one even more. And to answer your question last week when you asked me why I like Scream, uh, if I like Scream or Halloween more, um, it's Halloween because Scream never like offended me. Or, and I don't care what they do with the property. If they make TV shows on MTV, bad sequels, whatever, bad decisions, I, I, I don't really care. Halloween... I'm generally pissed off that they, they tried saying this is the second one, and I'm, I'm glad they deleted it. So, yeah, I'm way more invested in Halloween, so I like Halloween more than Scream. Yeah, um, I think I, like, I definitely like the original Scream more than the original Halloween. I, I love them both. Mm-hmm. But, again, I, I guess we're opposite there. And so it, it's, it's like you love – maybe that's why I like the Halloween sequels and you like the Scream sequels. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. But – uh. So our, our, we're going to do our, our movie rec- recommendations of the day. Um, I just want to pick up two, two, two movies that I think are very underrated uh, part two sequels. And I think I picked out Psycho 2 because I think a lot of people haven't seen the Psycho sequels. Um, I think the Psycho sequels are also movies. And again, I don't think they get enough respect. Psycho 4 isn't that good, but Psycho 2 and 3 are. And then... Again, Children of the Corn Part 2. Again, it goes... Um, I like Children of the Corn Part 2 a lot, too. But again, it kind of steps away from the story a little bit, just like Halloween 2, and it goes more for the gore and blood and the cool death scenes. So I enjoyed that a lot. You rec- Steve? Uh, I'm sorry, you recommended two? Yeah, uh, Psycho 2 and Children of the oh, Corn okay, Part 2. Yeah. Okay, I thought you were saying Psycho on um, the whole series. but So you're recommending Part 2s, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, well, yeah, For in, in that case, because um, I didn't really come prepared with recommendations, just because um, all this did was put me in the mood to watch um, you know, better movies. But in that case, I recommend Scream 2 and Child's Play 2, which I think is the blueprint of how to make a horror sequel, just like this is the blueprint of how to not make a horror sequel, Halloween 2, that is. So uh, Child's Play 2 and Scream 2, if you want to see um, a movie actually improve from the first one and actually you know, be worthy of being called a part two, and I also want to recommend Mystery Science Theater 3000, um, which is a TV show where before the commentary days of YouTube, um, they were doing this already. It was, um, they had like these fictional characters, like animatronic characters and like a real person watching these really bad unknown B-level movies. And they would just mock it and tear it apart the whole time. And it was really funny and it was entertaining watching them mock that movie. So if you want, an, and I'm not being sarcastic either, if you want other um, B-level movies, Watch that, and if you hate it too, the way I hate this, watch that, and you'll see other comical, you know, bad excuses for a movie just like this. I'm pretty sure you could. I'm pretty sure there's new episodes of that app too. Oh, that that'd be great. Yeah, yeah I, I think wonder what they would dig up now. Yeah, yeah, it's like how they redid the Twilight Zone. I think they're, they're redoing that, and also you could still catch that stuff on on the Sci-Fi Network, I believe. Yeah, I, I, that put, this movie put me in the mood to watch that. <laughs> yeah, great show, very. <laughs> but funny. again, yeah, not that good, but like. Thanks again, guys. Again, like I said, thanks for listening in again. Um, again, you can catch us on Be Afraid Horror Podcast. Um, also, next week we'll be doing Halloween 3, like we mentioned. Season Should be a more witch. positive review th- than this. Yep. But uh, So we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Be afraid. Thank you, guys.